Welcome to the At The Moment podcast, where we talk about what's going on at this moment with the Black community here at OU. Hey, y'all. I'm Joy. I'm Serenity. I'm Caitlin. Hey, y'all. My name is Demi. I am from Dayton, Ohio. I'm a sociology criminology major, and I am the president of the Black Student Cultural Programming Board, and I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Hey, y'all. My name is Brianna Jones. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. My major is Communication Sciences and Disorders. I am the vice president of Ebony Lines and the president of the Epsilon Iota chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Period. So the girls are back this week. We let the men take over last week. So let's get straight into the conversation. Hey, y'all. Hey. How y'all feeling? How y'all doing? How's y'all week been? You know, I took that Black Women's Day off. I took it for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too. I did the same thing. I was about to say, this week went by, went by really fast. But then I remember, like, my teacher made a mental health day. I said, babe, Thanks. I need one, too. Mm-hmm. It was right after Black Girls Day off, so I had a great week. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, my teachers ain't do that. But, <laughs> you know, I thugged it out this week. It wasn't. I don't got no complaints for this week. I'm just I'm just tired. <laughs> Ready for tomorrow, so you know? Tired. Mm-hmm. Um, But... Thank y'all for being here. So, um, I don't know if y'all know or not, but we let the men go first um, with the takeovers. So, last week was the men's takeover. Um, they talked about some pretty similar topics that we'll be talking about today. But I'm not going to lie. They talked they, they talk their stuff. They mm. did. So, I feel like we need to do the same. Okay. You feel me? Amen. So, they didn't talk. They, I ain't going to say they talked trash or nothing like that. But they, they said what they had to be said. So, we're going to do the same. Point blank. So first, we're going to start with just college life. Um, So as far as like college life, um, like goals and just being on campus, how do you feel you carry yourself within the classroom? I feel like in the the classroom, I'm a very calm, relaxed person. I sit in the back. I take my notes. I do my homework and I'm in and out. (laughs) Nothing much, nothing more to it. (laughs) I think in the classroom, I've kind of always been like this, but I'm actually like the opposite. I'm like always like raising my hand. Like I'm definitely not afraid to, you know, ask the questions that people want to ask. I don't know. But I do sometimes take my time to sit back, take my notes. And in class, I'm always doing something. Like I'm always on my laptop looking over notes something. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I take my notes. I participate. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I came here for this class period. I'm going to be out when it's over. <laughs> 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 That's just what it's going to be. Mm, I'm in and out. I do sit front row, but you won't catch me saying anything. I'm just there. I think it depends on the class for me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, my gen eds, like, I'll be real, like, back of the classroom. I'm not really participating. I ain't really got nothing to say. But when it comes to, like, my journalism classes, I feel like I'm a little bit more engaged. Mm-hmm. But I'm still in and out. Like, I don't really... Unless I got, like, a question or I'm about, like, to miss the next class, I'm just really, like, got to go, see you. Because mm-hmm. now it's time to say I'm going to the next class. So I just feel like I'm just here to get my education. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm ready to go home. Because <laughs> some of them, like, some of them classes be, like, so, like, draining. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oh, especially Tuesday, Thursday, sitting there for them 90 minutes. I'd be like, boy, I'd be in there scratching my head, like, when is this over? 
See, I got lucky. I did get lucky with that. Like, my Tuesday, Thursdays are free, and then I only have two in-person classes. But next semester, I already looked. It's completely different. So. Must be nice. <sighs> Not for long. Not for <laughs> and you better long. enjoy it while you can. <laughs> I got class every day, except for Friday, because both of my teachers cancel. But... No, Stra- I'm an online class type of girl. I don't want to go. I'm not going to lie. I feel like COVID just showed me that, like, there's luxury in yes. certain things. And one of those things is online classes. Because I'm taking three online classes right now, and I got all them perfect. <laughs> perfect. A plus plus. But, and I feel like, I, honestly, I feel like I'm learning more in them because, like, one of them is, like, a major class for me, and then the other one is, like, under my minor. So I feel like I'm learning more in them than I am in my – um, like in-person classes because all of those are gen eds. I'm gonna be honest. Like with my gen eds, I'm just there to get the grade because yeah. I don't. I don't care about. I don't care about anything that we're talking about. Honestly, mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with philosophy. Nothing. Oh, nor no. do I. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care, but, <laughs> but I will say like that was. I'm like the the opposite of that too. Like well, my gen eds, they I got lucky. They're fun. I'm in like ASL and comm, so like. I like to talk. So public speaking, I'm kind of, you know, yeah. doing my little thing. But my online class is just like you said, A++. No problem. Man, I love it. But then also, like, within the classroom, there's a thing of us usually being the only person that we look like, or maybe one or two of us. Yeah. So how do you think that, like, other teachers or other professors and also, like, students perceive you? Do you think they perceive you differently because you're, like, a black student? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for my major, it's very rare that I see like black students in some of the courses I'm taking, but I feel like my professors like put in an extra effort to like make it feel like I'm seen. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be walking in the class, hi, hi, like, okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think it is the inevitable. Like you can't not be. You know, like it's mm-hmm. kind of even. I will say, like I'm more comfortable in my classes, but like in my comms class, it's only me and Dayday. So like, mm. at least I'm comfortable. I know them, but it's the hi, you know, the yeah. going out your way. Like it's inevitable, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like going along with that, it's just we know that we're at a PWI, so we know what we're gonna encounter. So it's just like it's just the reality. But like also like what Demi said, I feel like. Um, the teachers make an extra effort to like make sure they say hi to you and you know involve you and everything. Mm-hmm. My teachers use me as an example every time. Oh no! I think I do definitely agree with like they be trying to put in like the extra effort, but I also feel like is we like spots, so it's so easy for them to like realize that we not there. Like, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that they probably be taking attendance and be like, oh, Joy's not there. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to just, I don't like be just like, I don't want to say outcasted, but just like be like an outlier, like in like certain situations. Because it'll be easier for like a white man to miss like my sports management class. If I miss that class, this, they going to know I'm not there because right. I'm the only, I'm the only probably woman and then also the only black woman in that class. So it's just like. Yeah, Joy not here today. Mark her off. Take them <laughs> ten points. Like, like dang. Quick I don't even points. Oh quick with goodness. the points. But I don't know if y'all have encountered this. Um, but I know, like in journalism, we have like a couple of like black professors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think also when 
like having like black professors, I feel like they also expect us to like achieve these like higher like goals and stuff like that. Like I know, um, like Dr. D, love her. Literally, she's like the auntie of the J school, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I know, like, I don't. I think it might also just be like me, like internalizing being like because like she has like I don't know. I feel like older like black women and men like care in my like head just automatically carry like that auntie uncle like figure. Mm-hmm. To me, so I feel like that sometimes, like I feel like I have to like achieve, like make sure that like I'm performing at these like higher levels, so that like I don't know, like so I like don't disappoint them. Like I look at them like automatically as family. So I feel like when I was like taking like communication law, or like when I was taking um, like journalism twenty three eleven with Mark Turner, like I felt like this need to like make sure that I was like achieving at like this highest level, mm-hmm. so that like they wouldn't be disappointed in me because I don't want to disappoint auntie. I don't want to disappoint uncle. Like that would like feel like really like it felt like really bad to me. I've never had a black professor. I, was, I would be so happy if I did, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I was literally just going to say that, like, I wish I had that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always hear about, like, the value of people, like, when they get one, especially, like, in the business school and stuff like that. Like, it seems like they're everywhere, but where I need them. <laughs> <laughs> where they at? Where they at? <laughs> no, I feel like that is, like, a disparity, though, is, like, Especially when it comes to, like, African-American studies and, like, these certain, like, Mm -hmm. issues that, like, they cover and stuff like that. I just be, like, not that a a person that isn't of color can't teach the courses, but I feel like it would just mean more to me if it was coming from somebody that looked like the people that are being talked about it would definitely be mm-hmm. like it would mean it would mean more to me if the african-american studies class 10 african-american studies 1060 that i took my freshman year not say he was a great professor loved him very educational very like learned some stuff even like about my hometown that i didn't know were like a thing but i don't know i just feel like i don't know i just was like side eye because yeah. <laughs> just hit different because it's like you trying to tell me about my yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the worst part of them classes, like when you're in there, you're the only black. Like, mm-hmm. You you always yes. got to answer the questions. Maybe people like me on the wait list oh. for the class. Like, and you then once you try to make it in, like you always got to be the one answering the questions. Like when I was in my English class, I don't know what it is with English here, but the English courses are solely like I feel like it's basically based on just like Black history. Which don't get me wrong, I love my Black history, but when it's like when I'm in class and I feel like you're constantly looking at me to mm-hmm. answer the question, like why why me? Yeah. Like yeah, I get it, but like maybe if there were more Black professors teaching these things we wouldn't have to answer questions that somebody should be teaching us. Yeah. I know I took a history course. It was the history of the 1960s. Um, and I just remember, like, when we got to, like, the civil rights movement and all of that stuff, he just, like, for some reason, like, this man would just start making direct eye contact with me, like, when he would ask <laughs> questions. And I'm like, sir, why are you looking at me? What? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't have, just how these folks don't got to answer, I don't got to answer, too. And then it was also, like, the fact that, like, you know, we would talk, we talked about, like, Montgomery, and we talked about Birmingham, and, of course, like, he knew I was from Birmingham and all of this stuff. So it was, like, when we would talk about, like, certain, like, topics surrounding, like, Alabama and stuff like this, he, it was, like, it felt like he felt like, I was, like, obligated to answer or something like that. And I used to sit there and be on my computer, probably not paying attention, just like I did every day. Because it's, like, I'm not obligated to answer something just because we're talking about black people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I did that for every time we talked about a white person, then... 
Dang. We be in class forever. <laughs> like, Literally. it would be so bad. But I think also just like not being, uh, like not having those spaces like within classrooms. I think that as like a black student, it's really important for us to like find like our spaces and like spaces that we can feel almost like unjudged. So how did y'all find y'all space here? And was it harder to find like a crowd to fit in with? Um, I wouldn't say it was harder. I just, I feel like I found my crowd by getting involved into student organizations. Um, I feel like at first it's a little intimidating to kind of just like put yourself out there. But once you really get into the swing of things, like once I joined my first e-board, I feel like after that I kind of like prevailed. So, was it? (laughs) You just got to step out your comfort zone for real. No, for sure. I think for me, um, I was just like... I, I didn't join student organizations, like, immediately, but I did try to make myself involved. And, like, I literally met Joy my first day on campus. And I feel like one of the biggest things that helped me find a space was just being me. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I, I'm the type of person who does step out of my comfort zone, and if you're not, like, that is a very good thing to do because getting in spaces and creating a space for you and not being being afraid to take up space is a very, very good thing. And it's something I learned, like, you can't be afraid to take up spaces, especially in spaces that are not made for you. So once you get that seat, like you make your own seat or you bring your own table at that point. So I will say one thing that helped me was just being myself and also getting involved in organizations. That helps a lot. Caitlin, so I know that you're a transfer. Um, and so you transfer here after your sophomore year, was it? Yeah. 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 So how was that like fine? Like, how was it with you coming in like as an upperclassman and then but also like a new student? Mm-hmm. How was that like different for you finding that space and like I guess like finding that like crowd that was for you? So I came from Ohio State. So it was like way too many people. I was like, uh-uh, like yeah. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. No. So um, when I came here um, last year was my first year um, as a junior and I didn't really, it takes me a minute to get acclimated. Like, I'm trying to, like, peep the scene, you know. I I don't need to, like, jump in it right now. Mm -hmm. So I took last year to get acclimated, and I was like, I need to, like, step out of my comfort zone and do stuff. So that's why I joined this org. Um, But I've met some people. I'm starting to meet more. Um, It's it's not really hard for me. Like, I mean, I see people, and they be like, you knew? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but but no. They're like, are you a freshman? Like, no, I'm not. Like, so... um, you know, I'm starting to, like, see people and they're trying to, like, you know, invite me to things and, like, get me, um, I don't know, like, just, like, help me meet people and stuff like that. So it's definitely, I don't know, it's not, like, the ideal situation since, I guess, I didn't get a full, like, four years. Mm-hmm. But I just have to make the most of it. Like, I have an extra year, so I'll be here till after next year. So, yeah. Do you think that, um, like... Ohio or maybe just like DNI in general provides like enough like programs for like transfer students to like make those connections like do you feel like there needs to be like more things surrounded for transfer students so that y'all can like start adapting those relationships earlier and not like have to like wait like I guess that time yeah definitely because like if those like programs and stuff exist like I didn't hear about any like (laughs) yeah like they were like they got us you know into like the learning communities but again I'm the only black person so like you know Mm -hmm. that didn't really like do much so yeah I feel like like DNI definitely needs to like do more for sure 
Definitely. Really? Um, for me, it wasn't too hard. I think I got lucky that right down the hall from me when I first moved in was a, like, there. We, I lived in a quad. So there was a quad of all black girls. And it wasn't, that's how I found them. Um, and not going to lie, I found Ebony Mines when I was a senior in high school. So I knew that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was doing. Like, oh. Love that. So, yeah. Sure. It wasn't too hard. Fur. Shout out to Ebony Mines. Uh, <laughs> love my work. Um, but, no, I definitely... I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just be talking to everybody. I don't be caring. So I just, I don't know. I feel like I just attract people, both good and bad. Um, that can go either way. But I think for me, it wasn't necessarily hard to find a crowd to fit in. It was more of, I guess, like staying true to myself and finding people that just enjoy joy rather than, you know, like a persona of joy or like a part of joy. So. Right. I definitely agree with that. So moving on, we'll talk about some social justice issues that are currently going on. First, to start it off, we're going to talk about abortion rights. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to start off with a basis. How do y'all feel about abortion rights, just like straight off the bat? Straight off the bat, I feel like if you ain't going to raise my child, you're not about to tell me if I could keep it or get rid of it. Yes, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like it's not my choice to make a choice for anybody else, and it's not anybody else's choice to make a choice for anybody else, regardless. For sure. I agree with Bree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. just what that's it is. It. That's, 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 what, that's what it is. You can't tell me what to do with my body, point blank. Um, so, uh, interest, so, I actually sat in on the men's takeover um, last week, and one of the questions that I asked them while they were on was say like you have um like you're with the woman and you you know, you know do the thing mm-hmm. and she gets pregnant you want her to have an abortion she doesn't want to have an abortion what do you do and all of them actually surprisingly said that they would step up to the plate mm-hmm. and take care of the child it was like I can't control what she want to do with her body she was like I'm not the one that's going to go through like you know the emotional trauma or anything that goes with an abortion so how do y'all feel that, like, men can support women when it comes to just abortion rights or just, like, body rights just in general? I like their answer. That gave me a little more faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you I promise. I promise y'all, like, I was, like, sitting here. And on, and all of the, like, guys that were a part of it, like, really, like, genuine, like, people. Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting them to get on here and, like, say, like, nothing, yeah. like, crappy or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, like, a lot of their answers, honestly, like, I was sitting back there about to cry in the, in the control room because mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, like, they actually are, like, they're so, like, hard, they're all so, like, hard-shelled. Mm-hmm. They're, like, seeing, like, sitting here and, like, hearing them just be like vulnerable was like very interesting and like I was like talking to like one of them afterwards and I was like it's so interesting to just like hear things from like this perspective of you like not seeing like you just taking off like the little hard like tougher than a whatever and just actually just like being vulnerable I was like you should do that more often (laughs) that's super cute um I'm actually trying to think of like the reverse of it like if I was with a man and he wanted to keep it and I didn't, like, 
how I would feel. I'm. Uh, that's hard. That's just so. That's, that's just hard. Such, like that's one of those things. Like you can't even like cross that bridge until you get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say. I feel like that's one of those things you can't even. You wouldn't even know until like that's a conversation that you're actually having. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why to be safe. I just say in my regards, like in my situation, I can't tell nobody else what to do with their situation. Mm-hmm. I feel as though nobody else like. But with me, I just like you don't know until you get there. And I do feel like like that was very surprising how they answered that question. But there's a lot of men out here, men out here that wouldn't answer for sure at all. So I feel like one thing that should, I think one thing that we have to be very careful about is realizing that at the end of the day, everybody does know what they're doing. So once you do end up in that situation, even like as a woman, if you do make that choice, that regardless, you're going to keep that baby. My mom's always told me, don't ever be right. Don't ever have a baby that you can't raise without somebody else. And Mm -hmm. that's sad that that has to be the case. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's why I just say, like, it's everybody's choice and that you can't tell anybody how to Mm -hmm. make that choice. And I think another problem with that is just that, like, marriage, like, a child in marriage is just not normalized anymore. So that shouldn't even be a question when you're having a baby, you know, it should, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But But it's not normalized. So, you know, now you're in situations like that a lot. A lot. I just be... Because I, I just know, like, I be seeing, like, the little, like, Twitter threads and, like, Facebook and all of that stuff for, like, mm-hmm. like men be, like, sounding off about things about, like, reproductive rights and all of that stuff. And, like, some of, like, the answers that be on her, I be, like, are you actually, like, thinking right now? Mm-hmm. Like, no. sometimes, mm-hmm. like, and the answer be no. no never. <laughs> like, I, it just be, like, I don't, I, don't, I think. Like, I do think that, like, both parties should be taken into consideration, but I think also, I just feel like, I guess, like, as a man, like, you shouldn't feel, I guess, obligated to tell a woman what she can and can't mm-hmm. do with her body mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day. Regardless. Like, I don't, I, I just... Don't speak on something you don't got. Because it's always, like, go get, like, women can, women need to go get on birth control because, you know, it's, like, reversible. But nobody talks about how a vasectomy is reversible. Because like, Nobody wants to do that. So it's, like, we're not telling y'all what to do with y'all's body. At all. I don't understand why you think that and you And birth have. control just comes with, like, so many So risks. many. Because yeah. we're not going to even talk about <laughs> the side effects. The side effects of birth control are so crazy. And it's, like, literally, like, men don't even, like, realize, like, Simply by, like, when I'm taking birth control, I'm not only protecting myself, I'm also protecting you from the, because if I'm on birth control, clearly I don't want to have a child. Clearly, right. So, like, I'm not just protecting myself, I'm also protecting you, whether we have protected or unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they don't even take into consideration how much, like, damage I could possibly be doing. Like, I was reading or whatever, and, like, when you're on, like, the depot shot, because I'm on depot, and, like, they were literally talking about how, like, you're not supposed, like, you're supposed to take, like, a break, like, every certain amount of, like, years or months. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, it. I think it's four years. Because, yeah, yes, like every four years. years you're supposed to take, like, I think it's, like, six months. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to take six months off of depot so that you won't fry all your eggs. Because, mm-hmm. yep. like, I can literally make myself infertile by being on birth control. Mm-hmm. Then we really not going. Right, then we're not having anything. No abortions, no nothing. We don't have no problem. I do feel like a way that men can be more supportive, and this is going to sound so rude. So I'm trying to figure out the way to say it, but speak about things that relate to you in your current situation in a very careful way. 
I, I was going to say speak when spoken to, but that's not <laughs> Because it's like with a particular situation, you can't, like, every situation is different. So you can't tell, a, like, a man to do, like, a one thing. But I will say just... Like, remember that your mom had you. Remember mm-hmm. that your grandma had your mom, like, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So at the end of the day, like, there could have been a time where they've been in a similar situation, and you never know what situation somebody can end up mm-hmm. in to need or want an abortion. So just be very careful how you call yourself supporting somebody by even implying, like, as soon as somebody, as soon as she says she's pregnant, oh, what, do you, what are we going to do mm-hmm. right. there's a certain way to say that when it you is. know what they're I think applying. it's more of what you what do you need from me yes. rather than what are we gonna do yeah. because I feel like I what are we gonna right. right like what are we gonna do almost implies that like what do you mean you don't want it like you don't <laughs> want it that's right. what it implies. that needs to be fixed <laughs> yeah so yeah. and it's like children aren't problems they're no. just we laid down. We did to do. So that's we got to face, we gotta face be, our consequences. You know, very right. responsible. No, yeah. We all know, you know. We know what comes, what comes with, with it. With yeah. It. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. So um, outside of abortion, another thing that's also, um, abortion rights are actually on the ballot this uh, they sure are. for uh, yeah. Ohio. Issue one, vote yes. Oh, boys, better go get registered. Uh, make sure. Uh, issue pass. three. I, can't, I don't remember oh, what. It did, like. Two days, Two days ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I hope y'all registered. I hope y'all registered. Or <laughs> I know it's absentee if y'all not from here. That's what y'all can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know issue one is abortions. Issue three is marijuana legalization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you... It's going to be a lot of commotion on these ballots. It's going to be a lot of commotion <laughs> on these ballots. Um, so another thing that is also going on outside of abortion and marijuana... Um, Legalization is DNI. Um, so Senate Bill eighty three, um, it was passed in the Senate actually in May, um, and the House Bill um, that um, yeah, it's like the whatever that goes together with it um, is still in the House right now being debated. Um, basically. Um, university staff and employees would be banned from striking. College students would be required to take certain American history courses. Professor tenure would be based around bias. Um, you, It would make diversity, equity, and inclusion training non-mandatory. And it will also affect student organizations based on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so my question for y'all is, one, how do you feel about the bill? And then also, how has diversity offices and organizations played a role in your life? The fact, <laughs> the fact that this is even a thing just shows me how far back we have came mm-hmm. as a country. Cause like, this should not even be something that's up for debate. White people have had opportunities before. Mm-hmm. before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even wanna do no research. <laughs> um, but speaking from a personal standpoint, um, even just speaking on my organization, the Black Student Cultural Programming Board, um, it was created in the mid 1960s when black students literally had to protest outside of the president's office just so that we could get programming events geared towards black students. So it's like you take significant things like that and then Mm -hmm. you kind of just, and I get this question a lot and I'm sure a lot of people who have black in the name of their organizations get it a lot too, but just because it has black in the name does not mean that it's only for black people. Right, y'all can come. Y'all can come. Please, everybody. Y'all can come to the crib. Um, (laughs) Jeez, but that's just like, uh, 
it stresses me out. And I also work at the Women's Center, which also falls under mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion. So that's just like a whole nother. It's just like, what do we have anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, we can't have anything without somebody, a white man in a nice suit sitting in his office calling shots. I don't like that. Moving yeah. to Canada. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's no better. <laughs> I mean, I heard the prime minister a little cool. I don't know though. I don't do my research. <laughs> I'm not I'm up to date on Canada. So. I'm not worry about America. <laughs> <laughs> I, be too, I be too stressed about America to keep oh, up with Canada. Oh my god, I'm going through a lot. Okay, a lot. but no, I totally agree with Demi. I don't even think we should be having this conversation. But the mm-hmm. fact that we are is very troubling and is very scary because. We've seen how, what happened with Roe v. Wade. It really, like, it didn't happen fast, but it seemed like it did because at first it was a topic for conversation that we felt like we shouldn't be having. And then now we're back so many years in a situation, in, in situations that some people literally just can't control. So I feel as though with diversity and inclusion, like, it affects, of course, us directly as black students in any way. If you're in a multicultural organization, if you work anywhere, like, that has to do with diversity and inclusion, And even if you don't, like, I know as black orgs, we try our hardest to make a space for everybody, Mm -hmm. even in spaces that we don't have, by doing different programming, by collaborating. And it truly does make my experience here. So Mm -hmm. personally, like, I I, I don't know, I'll be... I'm stressed. (laughs) Like, like, it's stressful. Stressed. Perfect word. (laughs) Stress. Yeah. I think for me... I think, like Jimmy said, it's just, like, baffling that the white man can literally just, like, pull these strings and just, like, be like, oh, forget D&I. Or they don't need that. You've never been through anything. Who are you to tell me what I need and what I don't need? Like, and it's, like, also, like, just, like, reading, like, through, like, the senators that are, like, for this bill. Even, oh like, when you gosh. look at it for, like, from, like, this, like even, like, Florida's perspective also because they passed the bill that was similar to this. Like, just looking at, like, the people that were for it, like, all I see in it is just nothing but ignorance. Mm-hmm. Like, n- people that are just so uneducated about things that are going on on college campuses or if they do have a perspective, it's from the white man. Mm-hmm. Sure yep. is. And it's just like they don't even sit down to even just take into consideration the other people that are like sitting in these classrooms, the other people that are like actually literally having to get up and like basically fight every day to make themselves feel as if like to prove to people that we're worth even sitting in these classrooms. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're already dealing with that. And then on top of that, you come and you're like, oh, forget all your student organizations. How was, like, it don't even make no sense. And then I know, like, me, Demi, and Bree, like, we're all a part, we're a part of um, the Divine Nine, um, the National Panhellenic uh, Council. And so it's like, with that, there's a possibility that our sorority won't even be, like, recognized. We won't even be recognized on campus. So what are they going to do with our plots? Tear them down? After we just worked after so we hard just, to it's get a, them. They have been working on those plots since 2016. Our That's pros, our, pros. Our <laughs> pros, pros. Before we was even Before we even thought of, before we were even on like campus. Like, <laughs> no, literally, 2016, I was, yeah, I was literally going into 2017, I started high school. Yeah. So it's like, like that's crazy. crazy. So it's, it's like people that literally, like, 
generations ago. Like they li- worked so hard to charter here, like all type of stuff in places like this, and now we gotta work. Like that makes that's literally what I, no literally sense. like literally. Both of our organizations were founded literally in the 1960s, like in the middle of the civil rights movement. So it's just like the fact that like now, like all of that hard work that our charter members, that the people who came before us within like our these lines and all like just our sororities, like in general, they fall for all of this stuff. And now it's like we're not even going to be properly. Is there's a possibility that we're not going to be even be properly recognized? Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. And then it's like also like you look at like. Organizations like BSCPB, the Black Student Union, things like that. These organizations have been around for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. They literally, they fall for this stuff. Yes. Like, they we fall- just, Yeah, we just celebrated the 46th annual Blackburn Spencer pageant. That's what I'm- 46 years and y'all just want to come in and what, take it? Take it. There's no more. It's nothing but opportunities. Yeah. And that's the craziest part. Like, we don't just join these organizations just for- the organization yeah. like we're actually doing work in here we're making opportunities and people and people made opportunities for us like that they're just trying to take yeah and then it's like also just looking at it I would not be at Ohio right now if I didn't have a scholarship mm-hmm. my scholarship is literally under diversity equity and inclusion mm-hmm. my scholarship is under the office of multicultural student access and retention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if this bill passes I will have a scholarship. It ain't no more Ohio for Joy. Joy gonna be at a community college or something <laughs> finishing her degree. And I'm gonna be right with you. <laughs> because, like, literally, when you think about it, a lot of the a lot of the multicultural students here are under scholarships. Yep. And in some way, shape, multicultural or multicultural scholarships. Exactly. Like. So it's like you're literally taking away multicultural students access to education and I honestly feel like that's really like the underlying mm-hmm. thing that like, I really feel like that's the agenda that's trying to be passed don't get started with affirmative action that's all they're trying to do it because is. they're trying they're literally trying to just what ways can we make sure that multicultural students multicultural people in general stay under us mm-hmm. that's literally what it is because we're because we're not going to talk about how White is literally, and it's literally, like, scientifically proven that, like, in the next couple of, like, years or decades, whites will not be the majority race anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they hate mm-hmm. to see that. And they, they hate it. <laughs> they so they, they're trying every single way to make sure that we stay under. Because mm-hmm. they know that their time is almost up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they don't like that. <laughs> that chair in that office. <laughs> Real bad. Real bad. But oh, I hope... I, I was going to say I have faith in politics, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. So we, I'm not going to mm-hmm. even, I feel like this is going to, it's going to be interesting how this play out because it's just. We've seen it ourselves. We have. We've I was going to say, it. we've seen it ourselves. Like that, countless times. It's just, it's, at this point, it's not even disappointing anymore. It's just like, oh, it's always disappointing. I won't invalidate mm-hmm. our feelings because it is always disappointing, but it's, I won't say it's surprising. Right. It's And it's sad that it's come to the point where it's just like. Our new uh, normal, like yeah. oh, like things happen and we're just like oh now, yeah, yeah. like what, like <laughs> get angry, <laughs> <laughs> like that's so sad. We are so desensitized, and yeah. it's just like, well, we just live to see another day at this point because it's just like you're oh, it's literally it's always all you something. Can it's so bad, but um, to move on. Um, so mental health, I feel like has been a buzzword. Y'all, my head is inches so bad right now. <laughs> I got this so in and inch. How is we've been fighting all day? Oh I need to oil my scalp. So, <laughs> oh my god, me and these braids—they about to come out. Child, oh, listen. But 
Um, back to the topic. So, um, mental health um has been like I feel like has been a buzzword. Um, and also has become like the forefront within the black community here more recently. Um, so I feel like as black women, we have a lot of stigmas that are just placed on us. Um, a lot of stereotypes that are placed on us, and that we're like supposed to like act a certain way, look a certain way, like feel a certain way and all this stuff and so when we don't act that way we have like these like preconceived notions of us that are just like placed on us for no freaking reason mm-hmm. um so I've I know for me one that I've definitely had to like dismantle in like the past definitely like year and more recently just like in months is like being just like the strong black woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ciao 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 Being strong is just like, I guess I've had to realize that I can be strong and vulnerable at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I can, I can be like me, like I guess being like emotional doesn't disregard or like degrade me being strong Mm -hmm. because I am a strong black woman. I am like definitely 100% short, like. Without a doubt. But <laughs> it's, like, also, like, within that, being a strong black woman is also caring for your mental health. Yes. Like, being, like, okay, like, I can go in my room and I can cry. I can mm-hmm. say that I'm not having a good day. Mm-hmm. Like, every day I don't have to be at 100%. Because. Every day not a 100% type of day. Every day is not no. a 100% type no, of day. No, it's hard sometimes. Like, sometimes you just got to keep pushing. But. I don't know. It's just like, it's just unfair. Mm-hmm. Like, and just to talk about like, you know, like black women and like confidence and stuff like that. Um, somebody once said to me like how like white people will, and sometimes some black people, but like how it's perceived if you were in like a bonnet or something like as ghetto or something like that. But somebody said to me, um, like white people can wash their hair and go out with their hair wet. Like, Mm-hmm. And so, like, what's like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're gonna do that, then I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just like you just really have to um, just try to be positive and just try to like not feed into it too much. Like, yeah. you really just gotta brush it off and keep mm-hmm. pushing because it's just what you're gonna encounter all the time anyway. For sure. I feel like life been life in so badly <laughs> that it's just to a point where I literally don't care. Wake up in the morning, don't care. Because <laughs> it's like it's all you can do. I've this this semester been rocky. I'll be feeling like every week it's something, something. else. Something it's like it's always that's something. why I was saying earlier, like I have to take this whole week off because I was like, I'm about to crash out. <laughs> and I'm one of those people that don't crash out. So yeah. I feel myself like getting to a point where it's like I don't even feel like I can like be a good friend, be like mm-hmm. a good present. Like I'd be having to take a step back because it's just like I'm the type of person that holds stuff in. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I finally let my emotions out, y'all are really going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, yeah. I just, I think it's um, just, like, knowing your limits. Knowing when you need to step back. Knowing yeah. when you need a break. I mean, nobody, it's your life. Nobody can tell you how to live it. So, <laughs> literally opened up to exactly what I was about to talk about. There's strength in knowing when you literally can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. When you just need a minute. There's strength in feeling your emotions. There's all type of strength. And I feel like as black women... We're always apologizing for things that we don't have to apologize for. We're always saving people that we can't save or we don't need to. And in those positions, it's easy to get tired and it's easy to get 
burnt out really fast, but it's always strength in knowing yourself and knowing that you just you can't do it no more. Like right now, <laughs> <You can't. laughs> it's not gonna be a week for you. Like you know, I because I was talking to so vulnerable moment or whatever, but like so. Was it like two or three weeks ago? Um, I was actually hospitalized, and it was because I literally like drove myself crazy, and I was actually diagnosed with anxiety. Um, and I feel like with like diagnosed, like it was like one of those things where it's like I knew I had it, but it's like now like I actually have to like deal with it. Yeah. So, but I think like within like that moment. I feel like mental health, and I feel like especially, like, as a black woman, I think that sometimes we forget that we have support systems. Mm -hmm. Like, when, like, I tell y'all, like, my, like, line sisters were my rock during that time. Like, oh, I'm fine. Trying not to cry. Frick. But, (laughs) like, they just, like, I don't know, but it was like, I just knew I had that support system. And I feel like. Another thing also that, like, shocked me was, like, the support that I got from, like, the black men in my life. Mm -hmm. Because I know, like, for them, like, mental health isn't something that they talk about. Like, it's not something that, not necessarily, like, not important to them, but it's, like, something that isn't, like, necessarily, like, a precedent in their life. So, like, just seeing them, like, literally, like, checking up on me, like, being, like, sit down. Like, literally, I know, like, sometimes Adam, like, who's my co-president, like, he'll literally text me and be like, stop. Like, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> because, like, so because, but he knows because, like, I can get to that point. And, like, he's, like, one of my closest friends. So, like, we've had, like, those, like, vulnerable conversations of, like, oh, like, like, I just, like, need a break. Like, I literally told him today, like, I need to clean my room. Like, it looks like a depression room right now. He was like, you should do that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe next week. Mm-hmm. But so I think, like, just having, like, like, realizing, like, we have those support systems, but also, like, just taking it seriously. Like, don't. Just don't dry, like, don't run yourself dry trying to make everybody else in your life happy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fill other people's cup if your cup is empty. And that's literally mm-hmm. what I was trying to do. Make sure everybody else in my life was straight. Make sure everybody else in my life was, like, doing okay. Like, making sure, like, that they are, like, straight in every other ways. But, like, then, like, also I'm just, like, draining myself, like, mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. And I just literally just drove myself to the point where it's like, I couldn't even do it no more. It was like, I was like, KO, <laughs> literally. Demi literally had to make me go to the hospital. <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. But I think, like, just, like, realizing, like, we do have support. And, like, even... Because I think sometimes, like, as black women, like, we just feel like we got to get through it ourselves. And that's not necessarily the case. Like, sometimes you just got to lean on the people that surround you. And I'm not going to lie. Like, there's definitely, like, sometimes where I just be like, oh, like, I don't want to talk about it with anybody right now, which is okay. Like, you can have those moments. But I think, like, also, like, realizing that, like, you do have that space if you want it. Mm-hmm. Shit. I agree. And I feel like when you like have a persona of just being like strong for so long and she's always doing this and she's mm-hmm. always doing that and she's in this, it's kind of weird to like feel weak sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I be feeling like I be ripping and running and then when I kind of want to break, I be like, am I being lazy right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, yes. I don't know. I be feeling like I don't be giving myself enough credit. Mm-hmm. And I no, think definitely. It's, it's really an easy thing to kind of fall into. So, yeah. Real Joy, I agree. <laughs> I didn't realize that like earlier this week, like I literally was mad at myself because I took a nap. Girl, you were tired. You were tired. <laughs> you mad, but it's just like, when you're so used to being busy and, like you said, doing everything for everybody mm-hmm. else or even for yourself, like, just literally trying to make sure that you stay on top of everything and you stay to the expectation that you have. Right. It is very exhausting. 
so exhausting. Yeah, like people always say, like your twenties is like is the best time of your life. Like, I'm in I'm in year one of twenty, and um, it's not giving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like what? Like the other day, I literally did homework from like two p.m. to midnight, like nonstop, nonstop. <laughs> like, and it's like you really have to give yourself grace sometimes. Like nobody should be working like that. Yeah, like like yeah, we're supposed to be motivated, dedicated. Like we need to get our stuff done, but like no. So yeah, sometimes like when you like when you feel burnt out, like give yourself that day, mm-hmm. like relax, because it's just you can't overwork yourself. Like you just really can't. Like I think we're really hard on ourselves right now because like yeah. we're trying to we we wanna be um, you know, wanna be successful. Like we're here to get our degrees, we wanna be working in our fields and stuff, but we really just gotta gotta chill out sometimes and just, you know, relax. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I've also just realized, that, um, like, just how much, like, turning your phone off for an hour can do. Because, <laughs> I mean, granted, you'll probably come back to, like, 20 notifications. But sometimes just, like, allowing yourself just to, like, disconnect. Like, because I'm just, like, always, because I know, like, I got my email on here, all of my, like, social media accounts for all my orgs on here. So it's just, like, my phone just constantly going and going and going and going. So just being able to just, like, turn it off, take a nap, and, you know, hopefully way back up within that hour. Because no yeah. alarm if your phone <laughs> No alarm. I, I'm, not, I'm not putting it on my Alexa. So we just, it's go, we going by God's grace, honestly. Because if, if God don't do it, it just won't get done. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think also, and Demi, you touched on it earlier um, about like Black Girl Day Off. I think that's like the importance of that um, because so I looked it up. Um, shout out to Health Promotions for like shout out to y'all for real for mm-hmm. putting this all together. If y'all didn't get y'all Black Girl Day um, package, I feel bad for y'all because I got mine. They ate. I, I got, got two. Mine. Oh, <laughs> I spent my money. Not too much. Not too much. I was really taking my day off. <laughs> but so basically, the day was developed to encourage black girls to get involved in their health to overcome mental disorders and incorrect diagnosis it's critical to have skilled and compassionate mental health providers so like you can they talked about like different ways that you could observe it so assist a black woman in need so that's for the non-black women um introduce workplace therapy make a donation take a take stay in bed a little longer stretch your arms call your mom stretch your body Give your hair some TLC. I ain't gonna lie, my, my giving my hair TLC is not stress free for me. So I'm gonna leave that one alone. But yeah, just like taking time for yourself. I'm not gonna lie, I definitely took Wednesday to just decompress. Cause boy, I needed it. This like this this semester been it's this, been semestering. This yeah. been semestering. The life been life And it's only yeah. week seven, but it is week seven. Like, I don't know which one I think. I don't know. I don't it's know. like both of them, honestly. <laughs> it's both of them. I just feel like, yeah, you know. But we almost there. We all fall break tomorrow, you know. No, even, don't even rub that in my face like that. I feel like they playing in my face with that. The one, <laughs> day, one day fall break. I don't have classes on Fridays anyway. No, I was gonna say I don't have class on Friday, so it literally I doesn't. I'm like trying to be funny. We couldn't even get three. We couldn't get two. Monday two. We couldn't even get two. Playing in our face. That's yeah. not fall they said break. The weekend counts. <laughs> and it's the fact that I actually have to do something tomorrow. So thank God I took Black Girl Day off. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's your fall break. <laughs> No, it literally was my fault. Because <laughs> what? 
Um, but to get into you know the juiciest part of the episode, which my favorite, you know, so relationships. Um, so first, I just wanted to because I know the men didn't talk about this, but I. How do I say this? I feel like men, men's relationship, black men's relationship with black men is different than black women's relationship with black women. Absolutely. They, I don't want to say they have it easier, but I feel like they do. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. But, cause, <laughs> so a point that they brought up, which I meant to bring this up like in the mental health portion, men think critical. Women think as like nurturers. Yes. So they're like practical thinkers. We're thinking like, Helping, right. you know, like right. our heart. Like I don't know if it's like, what that? What do we got? Uh, um, testosterone. What do we got? We got estrogen. Estrogen. Yes, I don't know. I knew it was testosterone, but I knew if I said that y'all would get what I was saying. But yeah, I feel like I don't know if it's like our estrogen or what it is. But like we got like a maternal. Yeah, it's like our maternal. Like we just like just naturally have like maternal instincts, so we feel like we have to take care of everybody. We do, and that's why. Relationships we have because we be thinking we can save and fix everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and y'all can speak on this, like, but I think, I feel, and also I feel like it's also very prevalent within the black community at OU as well, mm-hmm. is that there's like this, like, competition type of thing that black mm-hmm. women, like, do. And I don't know why. Like I don't I guess for me I just feel like it's room for everybody to succeed. Exactly. I feel yeah. like as long exactly. as like you like just are like respecting like people like mm-hmm. and like like not I guess overstepping like boundaries then I feel like there's room for everybody to grow there's room for everybody to literally be top dog. Like I feel like it's just no reason that everybody should be like like competing mm-hmm. to like yeah. just feel yeah. like they just like Top dog, basically, literally. and like, cause I'm just, I, I guess I don't care. I don't either. <laughs> I don't like, care. Literally, in college, we'll be gone in a couple years. Yeah. And but then I also again. feel like, I guess for me, like, my accolades are like my main thing. If you look at my resume, then it's like that. That 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 shows like that shows what it is right there. Like yeah, I don't have enough. to. You ain't got to say. I don't enough. have to yeah. say anything. I can pull out the piece of paper and that's it. I can pull out my portfolio and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I guess, like, I be looking more for product rather than, like, I guess, like, personal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people be more focused on, like, being seen yeah. rather than actually going to college and doing what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's my piece, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not into all that. I just, I don't know. I'm not into that. I feel like my work should speak for itself. I ain't really got to say too much, so. Mm-hmm. I definitely, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely, I completely agree. And I feel as though, like, speaking, I feel like I can speak for all of us. We don't think that we're any better than anybody by saying that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's priorities to be had out here. And, babe, like, I'm I'm here to graduate. I got stuff to do. And I'm... This will not be the last part of my life. It's actually mm-hmm. starting. So right. I'm I'm setting myself up for the for the future. Right. Like there's nothing there's nothing to compete for. Like yeah. if anything, we should be we're the only people that we really have. So we mm-hmm. should be building each other up. We should be each other's support system. We should be there for each other. But I feel as though preconceived notions that people may have of other people and of situations just makes a 
a lot of unnecessary situations and a lot of unnecessary things. So I feel as though for me, like I've always just realized, like I'm gonna always be myself through and through and nobody's gonna change that, but nobody's also gonna get me out of, you know. Can't let that bother me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I do what I do every day. Like I be in the club with my son, we be vibing. I see me and so I'm in the classroom next day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's enough day. room at the top for everybody. Like, and everybody move at their own pace. So like, who mm-hmm. who are you to be judging other people? Mm-hmm. Who are you to, you know, start with the preconceived notions and stuff? Lame. Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, it's lame. lame. <laughs> it's lame. Literally. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, at the end of the day, we all here to get a degree. I mean, I'm here as a first gen, so I really just am not paying attention to anybody else but myself. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And that's so. literally how you got to move. Like, yeah. It's like when you have that thing, like you have those, th- like, you know, what you're here for, your reasonings, stuff mm-hmm. like that really don't even get to you at some point because you really start to think, like, what's the competition? There isn't. I feel like the only person <laughs> you should be in competition with is, is the person yourself. that you were last year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just be feeling like a lot, like, just like certain like issues and stuff like that. This stuff is bigger than right now. Like, mm-hmm. so and it's, I just, I guess I just be feeling like in 10 years, is this going to matter? Exactly. Like, no. is this, like, if I make the wrong decision, could this possibly impact my, where I want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. If it can it's done. It's gone. I'm not. It's over with. Like I'm not. And I'm I not think, putting any more energy right. toward that. Yeah, that definitely comes with maturity because, like I said, it's the priorities and you realizing like you're literally here for a reason. As much as like they using us as statistics and a quota for yeah. diversity, I'm gonna get what I can from sure Ohio can. University. Yeah. Love it here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So, Thank you. I'm, oh, you oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag 1804. <laughs> Like there's no need for competition and there's really not no room with it because room for it because if you're if you're really thinking about it we should be competing against the white man. We are war with them. Y'all war with you're you're in these hidden wars with yourself and we we got bigger stuff to worry about. They trying and to take art. There won't be no. <laughs> Hold up, we can't mm, we can't destroy each other when it's already people out here trying to destroy us. But it's like also when you realize that there are certain situations, certain stuff like that, you just don't. You don't engage. Like, you don't yeah. know what you're here for, and you know your purpose, yeah. and you continue to strive through that. Yeah. It's not a lot to be said. Really not. <laughs> it's not much to hate that one. Up. You either got it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so moving on for like just like this personal relationships, like with black women and black women <laughs> dating. Oh. Oh. Good heavens. So just starting off, real, you know, cool, real, you know professional um do you think there's fetishization of black women with white men yes. here at ohio oh uh. here at ohio university i didn't heard a few you're pretty for a black girl in my time here yes. what the what do you mean for a black girl <laughs> <laughs> What? You could have kept that. I don't even want that to last hear it. part. One, it was I I, that point when you even thought to say the last part, I don't even want to hear the compliment. You can keep it all. Keep or it like, I didn't hear you're the first black girl that I've talked to. Before. Yeah. Oh. 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 
jump scare. Yeah. Because now know, I feel like you you checking off a check mark. No, literally. Because you got a checklist. <laughs> this is a checklist. <laughs> I feel like we should have talked about this, like, in terms of the professors and stuff like that. But even with, like, certain situations, like, oh, you're very professional or, like, just the way that you put compliments or, like, you're very mm-hmm. articulate. What do you yeah. mean? What do you very mean? much microaggressive. What are you talking about? Exactly. What do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> so with men, oh, my God, I can only imagine, like, I, I'm... Prayers, yeah. prayers. I just, sorrows. I don't. Oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no way that I can say it that it's going to sound right. So okay. I'm going to say it. <laughs> See, you know, just get it. Yeah. But no, because I know I, I've gotten like cat called on Court Street. Um, and <laughs> like, but and it'll be like, I'll just be going into like Wings Over or something and getting some food. And it'll just so happen to be a night where like it's a date party or something like that. And I, I remember it was my soft, it was last year, and me and one of my friends was on Court Street, and we we're, I think, walking in the wings over, actually. And I was walking out, and I saw an insomnia, y'all know, right there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I had said in my mouth, and I was like, ooh, I want a chocolate chip cookie. This white boy turned around, looks at me, and he was like, I can be your piece of white chocolate. No. I was like, oh. oh I literally God. just, I, I just froze because I was like, <laughs> <sighs> I was like, huh? Because what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, what? I just wanted a cookie. Like, That'd be the worst part when I really thought they ate on that. Like, no, and it was oh. the fact that he was literally like just like walking up the street and he just so happened to pass when I was talking about the chocolate chip cookie and continued walking. Like it wasn't like he stopped or anything like that. He just, <laughs> just like threw that out there like, no, sir. Uh, no. Pass. No. Hard pass. pass. I'm cool. No. I just Mm-mm. be. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not into that. I'm not into that. <laughs> so, um, speaking of white men, what is y'all like preference as far as like dating? Black. 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 Y'all got a confession to me. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Okay. No, it's okay. No, no, no. I, I dated no, one in high school. Okay. But no more. Okay. No, no more. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> high school doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah, I will say, like, before I started dating my boyfriend, like, I've been in a long-term relationship. I had, like, a, I don't know. I thought, I thought that I could, and I definitely couldn't. <laughs> Never. I think, I feel like I'm too, like, aggressive. <laughs> I don't scare him. No. I don't know. Like, I'm too, like, not... I don't want to say non-sensitive, but I would just say something like, like, just out of line. See, let me tell you what my problem is. (laughs) I use the N-word as a general term. That's what I'm saying. So, So like, I'll be like. He'll be geek, you call him that (laughs) way. No, and I did it, and I'm not, I did it before. So, like, (laughs) a white white boy. Start getting thoughts in the head, like, who used to live in this big house? No, because I definitely, like, have did that before, and I'll be like, (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I did it like multiple times to the same dude every time I'm like, he probably thought he was gang and man yeah. no, I, but I made it very clear you don't say that yeah, no. like, you don't say that no. but man. it was I don't I don't know man I just love a black man to infinity mm. from infinity like, I love a black man I love <laughs> mm, I love a black man not I, just, I owe you though be safe <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that stay please, safe, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> y'all stay safe but no I just I just love a black man I just feel like it's just something about a black man just make me me and Mr. Wrong get along so good so good <laughs> even though he breaks my heart so, so bad. bad so bad mm. but, we got a special thing but I like like black men like, like, not light skins. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Because I, 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 
I had my fair share. I had a light skin. I had, mm-hmm. And he used to dance on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> So that ruined your experience for all of them. And that was literally freshman year of high school, and I have not talked to a white man since. I'm scarred. I can't lie. I don't have. I don't necessarily. I don't think I have like a necessary like color preference within me. Like I, if you look at my dating history, it's very much a like spectrum. <laughs> it's very much a spectrum. But I'm trying to think. I guess you could say more like brown. Mm. Like Caitlyn color. Okay, see that's I can do mm. that. Caitlyn like K- K- color and darker. Caitlyn, well, I, see, but I can't even say lighter or darker because it just they just be all. But like Caitlyn is like definitely like if the you was to make a median, okay. it would be Caitlyn. Okay, like, okay, that's a good okay. median. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It's a just, great median actually. But no, I love a black man. I definitely, mm. I can't. I guess I can't see myself like marrying somebody that's not black. Never considered it. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> even thought. I, I just love a black man. I just, I love melanin. What can I say? Yeah, it does something to me. The darker the period, the Yeah, we're not doing light skins no more. Oh, oh, you tell me. Especially not light skins from Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing about Cleveland. No, nah, Cleveland. No, nah, them. Yeah. De- <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, no, they are vicious. They're, they're 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 different. I can't lie. Like they got they got some dudes from Birmingham that I didn't mess with. Beat and them really? they, they some dogs down there. So. I'm scared of Cleveland. I've never mm-hmm. been to Cleveland. Not, not even just like not Cleveland. The not, not the oh, place. Not, I'm not gonna the lie. men. No, 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 I used to be scared of Cleveland. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of turned. Like I'm no, not, Cleveland. I'm going to Cleveland next cool. month. It's kind of. I don't know what. It just every mind. Cleveland. I always tell people Cleveland to Ohio is like Birmingham to Alabama. So they give like the same vibe, yeah. which I love it. No, come to so my city. So I just here I go. <laughs> you said what? Come, come to my Columbus. city. I've been to Dayton before. Columbus. I'm okay. No, everybody always want to talk about Columbus. Like, Why? It's a cute little city. It's, it's a cute little city. city. <laughs> what? I love Columbus. They got some nice places to shop. Good, good eats. Great eats. Great, great. I love yeah. it. I've never been That's to Cleveland. That's so funny. No, but I, yeah, I don't recommend Cleveland uh, men to nobody. Nope. Um, Thank you. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No, oh, I was no. going to say, yeah, you can't. They, wow, you're wow. I had yeah. to tell y'all what the episode ha- over what happened to me because. Oh, no. I don't wish that on nobody. I got to know. Yeah, we can have some tea time for real <laughs> but it's bad but uh, I think you know Demi said you know no to the OU men but um <laughs> it's just like never mind <laughs> it's just a it's like a disproportion like I'm not even I don't even date on campus but like I've like seen my Brie just, you're in a whole relationship that's what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm so be safe out here I couldn't imagine it's I scary I can't I can't do it but I think the big part of it is like the disproportion of like how many men it is to no. women like it's Brie. so many I mean I would see the most fine man on course I'd be like I've never seen him before where he at where he- who he with? <laughs> Who is he with? Not somebody that look like me. Nope. He's scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scarred. Mm-hmm. Emotionally yep. scarred. Yeah. Damaged. Define it. Just, ew. Waste of potential. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I guess I just feel like it's just hard dating in Athens and especially just like OU in general because it just be like. 
there's already there's already more black women than black men. Mm-hmm. So then it's it's like a one to three ratio. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I talked to you. Is you talking about three other girls? Sure is. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> and it is. Then it's like if you actually do start like actually like being serious with somebody, then it's like I got a thousand other things. Then you in mess, and then you got this going, and then he used to mess with this person, so now mm-hmm. this person know the job. And then yep. it's, you can't, you can't. It's just like you can't do nothing like discreet in Athens. It's not worth it, Be- especially like within the black community. Everybody know everything. Mm-hmm. You can't. Like, you can't do nothing. And I just be like, why? <laughs> why? Can I, I, why can't I come to your apartment, mm-hmm. have a little movie night, and leave without everybody knowing that we came and I had a movie night? Next day, breaking news. <laughs> Guess who I just seen walking out of someone's house? <laughs> don't let it be a summit. Don't I was going to say, done. don't let it. Summit? Oh, summit, summit is, is hot. Fence. That's it's so hot up there, boy. Summit is hot. Because everybody live in that same little, little area. I swear. Uh-huh. I said I think they put all the black people over <laughs> No, I, I promise you they did. right out my window. Kaylin, <laughs> Kaylin, I know where your apartment is. And you found it. You know, exactly. <laughs> That's a good little area. Like, you ever realize you don't go up the other side of the hill? Like, no other no, people. Nope. no really nobody up the other mm-hmm. side of the hill. That's like, the side they need to put me on. <laughs> For real, I think I'm going to go. Hopefully they put me there next year. Child, it's me. It's so hot up there. I've been parking on the other side of the room. You're not scary. catching me. But people still be trying to get over. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sure do. Yeah. You ain't lie. You ain't lie. I just think, I don't know. I, I, I just be, I don't know. I, the dating scene, I feel like in Ohio. I think I just need to get out of Ohio. Yeah, it's Ohio. I think in it's general. just Ohio in general. I don't, oh, my soul, I don't, gosh. I don't think I don't think my soulmate is in Ohio. I just don't think my soulmate is in America. I think he's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait to me get a daughter. My soulmate actually is in Canada. We gotta get her. Oh, mm. you're fried. <laughs> <laughs> you're fried. <laughs> You're so proud for that. <laughs> but um, so just to like end off, the question that I asked the men at the end, what's the difference between talking, dating, and a relationship? Oh, this can stress oh. me. And what are like the limitations within each one? Because I'm not going to lie, none of their definitions make sense. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, I'm delusional. Yeah. <laughs> so the first day we start talking, I expect you to be loyal to me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with you yeah. after three days. But um, no, I think talking is like getting to know somebody. And I mean, I feel like during your talking stage, you should know like if you fucking with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> start over. Just start over. Yeah. I'm sorry. Take two. And go. <laughs> okay, so... I feel like in the talking stage, that's, that's when you get to know somebody. So you should know, like, you know, you know if you're messing with them or not. Um, if you got something on the side, you should probably start cutting that off. And then, you know, when you're dating, I feel like dating should be an exclusive thing. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. out here messing with her, her, and her mm-hmm. if we're dating. And then a relationship, first of all, we're not in a relationship unless you ask me to be your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I've never had a boyfriend before. Ain't nobody ever asked me to be their girlfriend before. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. But yeah, I mean, limitations, like I said, dating and relationship, if it's anybody else in the picture, it's fake. We nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're I, trash. I, I agree. I think talking is definitely like getting to know each other. But I think also within talking, I feel like you can also be, I guess, 
exploring like different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's like necessarily any restrictions within talking as long as they're known. I think I think that's where I think that's where people get it mixed up at because mm-hmm. like people be thinking, oh yeah, like we're talking, but he also talking to. Her, her, her. I have a heart attack. And you don't know. (laughs) But you don't know. Yeah, I think, first of all, Demi, nobody had you. So let's make a very clear. You haven't had a boyfriend because they don't deserve you. Oh, 100%. In regards to that, I think that the reason that girls or people just get confused is once sex gets involved in that, that's Mm -hmm. where it gets sticky. Because if, like, you're talking to somebody and you're having sexual relationships, but you're talking to this, 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 yeah. and that person. You're also having sexual relationships with this. Right. This. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets very disrespectful. It gets unsafe. Like, there's yeah. so many things. So unsafe. Like, That's why I just feel like, I feel like within, like, just every, like, all of them, especially, like, talking and dating, I feel like it's very important to just, like, lay ground rules. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like, the last, like, I don't want to call it. It wasn't a relationship. Well, the situationship that I was in, it was definitely dating, not a relationship. Because he didn't ask me to be his girlfriend. Exactly. But Same thing. <laughs> but it was like we were like both like very clear on that we were exclusive. Like it was just us. Like we weren't talking to other people. We we're having sexual relationships with other people. It was just like us. Right. So mm-hmm. I think like just like having that conversation and just making that clear is where I feel like a lot of, like, confusion can be avoided. Mm -hmm. Because, and I feel like until, like, people just start having, like, those honest conversations and stop assuming things, Mm -hmm. that's, until people start doing that, then nothing's, like, there's never going to be, like, any, like, clear indicator of anything. That's a good good point. That is a good point. But... We talking, you talking to somebody else, we're not talking no more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, that's just a delusional. I was gonna say that's a delusional. I I'll be the first to say it. <laughs> I promise you, she's aware. But dating in a relationship, like, I feel like relationship is a relationship. Like, no, for sure. Once we there. <laughs> I don't really feel like there's much else to say, Barry. Yeah. But every relationship is different. And I feel as though, like, with social media and with people, like, having these ideas in their brain that their relationship has to be what everybody else's is, it kind of makes relationships a little bit different in this mm-hmm. day and age, sometimes mm-hmm. harder. Because you have what social media shows you versus what you see in your friend groups mm-hmm. and you see what other people... And a lot of people don't realize at the end of the day, literally everybody is different. So mm-hmm. any relationship that you're going to be in, like me and Demi are not going to have the same relationship as me and Serenity or me and Kaylin. Like, so that's even with friendships or like, but platonically, you're never going to have the same relationship twice. You're not, yeah. You're not. And I think social media just has people so just like delusional in a yes. sense, because it's like y'all fantasizing these pictures that you get in these five minute video clips <laughs> that you, that you see get behind. and you don't see yeah. nothing behind closed doors Mm-mm. but since your man didn't buy you 24 dozen of blue roses then wrapped in blue hearts wrapped in blue college like <laughs> then he's just a broke bum right like right. that's I'm like dang it'd be a lot different like you know like we well established I feel like people are just not realistic They're no not. more like babe we are in college yeah. 
But there's still also ways to make effort that, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's why yeah. you got to realize what relationship you're in. Like, everybody's not do. for everybody. You can't force everything, baby. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't want 24 dozen roses wrapped cool. in hundreds at this age. Because, cool. honey, go and go play your tuition. <laughs> no, really I think also, like, but that's a thing, though, like, within, like, relationships, especially, like, with our generation, we are 20, 21. Like, we don't, most of us don't even have full-time jobs. Like, and y'all be sick. Establish your credit. <laughs> Wait, our credit scores is horrible. So it's like, you don't even, like, you're not even waiting for this man to, he might not even have a car. <laughs> and, you, and you expected him to give you $1,000. Like, and you want all these temporary yeah. fixes, but you want to be rich by 22 and have a house by 25. And yeah. Babe, Good luck, Charlie. It's not going to happen. We are in the time of inflation. Good luck, right. Charlie. We save everything on God. Yeah. No, it's like, no if worries. he, I feel like, okay, like, if he want to do that, then yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, let him. Yeah, of course. But it's like, I don't know. I guess you shouldn't expect your man to be doing what a 35-year-old man that's been married for six years been, yep, is doing. Yep. That's that's just insane to me. And I also think that goes into knowing your relationship because, mm-hmm. like, I I wouldn't expect my man to do that. And if he did, like, I'm not going to lie, we would have to have a discussion because you <laughs> have priorities. Right. You got other shit. Yeah. Look at all this, these blue faces from <laughs> What do you know that I don't? Because, babe, I'm not a prison wife. I promise well, I said, you What are you doing? That's the question. What are you doing? So all I need you to do is stay in these books. I'm going to stay in mine, and we're going to be here for each other, and we do what we do. But just like Joyce said, we are not 35 and married for six years and six kids and Mm-mm. no kids or whatever, doctors or nothing like not that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still we're establishing ourselves. We ain't even got our degree yet. For that, don't <laughs> sign up for it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> All that extra stuff. It don't even mean nothing at it the end don't. of the day. I promise it don't, baby. It's just Somebody who shall not be named oh. asked me out on a movie sign. Kept flowers in my vase all the time and still was out here doing his own thing. Wow. You could have left me alone. Should have. Like, should have been in them books. You would have been in them without that song. And yeah. I really crash out about something like that. That's why I was probably good. I've never been in a relationship. Really <laughs> Don't even crash do it. Out. That's why, <laughs> no, I think, I, I think, like, I'm just at the point where it's like, I feel like we should be like, what is the word I'm looking for? Not nurturing, but, like, we should both be, like, pouring into each other, but yeah. also you should be pouring into yourself. Like, yes. I shouldn't I shouldn't be taking away from you, and you shouldn't be taking away from me. Mm-hmm. If that start, if that, like, cycle starts, then we got to end it. Mm-hmm. Because that's when, like, toxic stuff starts, and I just hate, I, I don't like toxic, like, mm-hmm. toxicity just, like, at all. I like to be at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're bringing that to my life, I just feel like you just— don't need to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like also we're all just like still growing. Like we're all still figuring out life. Mm-hmm. Some people like literally are we still figuring out what our purpose even is here. Mm-hmm. Or leaving like what career field we want to go into right. and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And then like you gotta add on top of that, like orgs and if you were an athlete and then if you got stuff going on at home and all of this stuff so it's like it's a million things that college students are going through so it's like adding a relationship in if you're going to add that relationship in make sure it's healthy make sure it's benefiting Mm -hmm. yeah and make sure it's benefiting you because if it's not then it's don't like it's like why even like put yourself like in that situation you know Mm -hmm. and I I feel like 
I feel like all of like everything that we've said all boils down to literally communication. Like if you don't communicate with your spouse or even like if it's like just in like the dating or like the talking stage, I feel like it's like very like, like I said before, like very beneficial and also like key when you're like talking to somebody to let them know, hey, I just want to let you know I am still seeing another person or Mm -hmm. I am still talking to another person. Like I don't want it to like seem like, you know, like, my feelings are, like, fully involved with you mm-hmm. or whatever. I still am exploring, like, other options. Like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. something that... Just put it out there. Like, yeah, you don't even you yeah. don't even got to be like, oh, yeah, I'm messing with Joe and Bob and Jim and Tim right. and all of that yeah. stuff. You don't got to say that. Just let them know that you're not the only person here. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that could be like... They could literally be like, oh, F you. But they could also be like... That could be, like, a means for them to, I don't know, try harder or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the dating and, like, relationship portions, I feel like... Just being honest, like, with your spouse about what you're going through. Because, like, literally, like, I feel like mental health is so key, like, Mm -hmm. in things. Because, like, I know for me, like, one of the main things that, like, like, my last, like, little situationship was the fact that, like, we both were, like, so stressed in, like, different areas of our lives. We started taking it out on each other. Mm-hmm. If we probably would have sat down, had a conversation, and like actually like genuinely took each other serious about the things that like we were going through, we probably would probably still be kicking it right, right now. But because like we didn't like sit down, have those honest conversations, and actually like take what the person was saying like mm-hmm. for like what it truly was, it ended in literally us just fighting, like just mm-hmm. arguing, yeah. arguing, 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 and it became like that toxicity, and nobody wants that. Yeah. So it's like I feel like just. Literally communicating and just being honest, like, with everything that's, like, is happening within your life with the person that you're, like, supposedly, like, with or and eventually probably will, like, grow to love. Like, you got to have, like, just, like, that honest communication. Because if you don't, then everything just going to blow up in your face. And you're not going to realize that it's blowing up in your face until it happens. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm the type of person, if you don't, Tell me something, I'm going to come up with my own answer, Mm -hmm. which is why I think communication is just so important. And I mean, it's not that hard to just reassure somebody. Like, that's that's, that's the simple things in life. You want to get married, but you can't reassure and communicate and say, hey, I'm about to go do this. Mm -hmm. I'll text you back. Like, it's just really that simple. I don't I don't understand how men don't be seeing it like that. It's so simple. And I think like I was literally just about to say that I was going to mention that like being like. I don't know. The communication is a very important thing to just try for, like, longevity because, like, there's definitely been times, like, that, like, I can't even text, like, oh, I'm busy right now. But because of the communication that we've had and because of the situation that we've been in, like, he knows, like, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, I'm busy. Like, there's a certain type of busy where sometimes he knows I literally can't even text until after, like, okay, I was, you know, da-da-da-da-da. But that comes with being both of us being in college, both of us having priorities, and both of us knowing what we're doing and trusting each other. A healthy like, relationship. Because you have to know at the end of the day, like, when he's in the gym, he's not picking up his phone. And there's nothing right. wrong with that because what's the difference between when you're in an org meeting and you have an e-board meeting and you have all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. So it's just a respect going both ways and just being very realistic with understanding we are in college. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people really lose that. Mm-hmm. Or even not even we're just in college we're in high school or we just graduated mm-hmm. or we're a certain age. Like, people think, oh, because you didn't go to college, you should be trapping and making six figures by 21. Like, huh? I don't work yeah. like that unless you are trapping or unless you're <laughs> right. doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing. So it mm-hmm. just doesn't work like that. It's not realistic at all. And I personally wouldn't want my significant other in any situation, to, any situation of danger or that they can 
just so I can have a temporary fix of a mm-hmm. Gucci purse or mm-hmm. $600. It's not even worth it. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. That's like Baby, go get that purse from Marshall. I will be I'm okay. I'm not holding you down. And <laughs> Baby, I'm give it to me in a couple years when it's like, real and it's not nothing yeah. that you have to worry about yeah. when it's just a bit, it's okay. just a pocket change at that point. I just also mm-hmm. feel like I'm just so like, I guess I'm not a materialistic person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you just do something as simple as like, I don't know, picking me up some flowers. Yeah. That's enough. That's Pick enough for me. Just enough. I feel like, if, or even just like sending me like a text, like, hey, I'm thinking about you or something like that. Like, it just be like the little stuff <laughs> that like goes such a long way when like, I feel like with like materialistic stuff, it'd be like, oh, like you got me this. And like, I feel like it'd be more monetary values, like yeah. within those things yeah. than like actually like feeling. Mm-hmm. And I see, like, I feel like with me, like, that that goes into literally knowing your partner because mm-hmm. I don't, I won't consider myself materialistic, but I'm, like, my love language is, like, acts of service yeah. and gifts. So, it's not even the fact that you got me a gift that was a certain price. It's the fact that you thought about, it, it can be something as small as, like, my candy, like, my favorite candy. Mm-hmm. You took the thought out to know that that's right, something that I right. like and that I, you, I won't ever know that you're going to go to the store and not bring me something mm-hmm. back. As small as some candy because I know... In the situation, like that just shows me like later down the line, I'll be taken care of regardless yeah. when, when things are different. And even if they're not like we're still doing very well for ourselves at our age and we're going to mm-hmm. continue to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people mm-hmm. need to be a lot more realistic and knowing if you don't communicate your needs and wants, nobody's going to read your mind. Sure right. And I had to learn that. Like me your t- mind is just not going to get read like this. Nope. And it's a hard lesson to learn. But once you learn it, it gets you a lot further in relationships mm-hmm. of any kind. Like yeah. with your friends, with anybody, like it gets you a lot further because you can't, Expect people to respect boundaries or respect stuff that you haven't even established or you don't respect yourself. Mm-hmm. No. Well said. Facts. Facts. Perfectly said. Well, I think that is all for us today. Thank y'all for joining me, ladies. We had fun. That was very fun. So thanks for watching at the moment. Tune in next week to see what's happening here at OU in the Black Community. Peace. <laughs>